slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and every day as we talk all things New York Islanders. And remember, we are available uh, every Monday through Friday with a new show right here on the Locked On podcast network. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss. We know Matt Martin and Simeon Varlamov will start the season on the injured list, but how is the absence of Matt Martin going to affect the identity line? We'll talk about that on today's show. We'll also talk about uh, a question we got from a listener, uh, Ryan, uh, who was asking about the Islanders' recent struggles in Raleigh. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a great goalie who had one excellent season with the New York Islanders and one pretty good season as well, and a whole lot more all coming on today's episode. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings as the regular season gets underway tomorrow. I am so excited for the start of this season. A lot of anticipation surrounding the New York Islanders, and Quite honestly, deservedly so, because this team, uh, you know, really is, uh, in my mind, ready to battle for, you know, may not be first place, may not be, but ready to battle for uh, a Stanley Cup. And, you know, if you go back to the Islanders dynasty years, even, I believe they would have only won. Now, there was no President's Trophy back then. But I think they only had the best record in the NHL once out of the four years they won the Cup. And one thing that that Dynasty team did indeed learn is that they knew that the playoffs and winning the Stanley Cup was more important than winning during the regular season that the President's Trophy is kind of an empty and hollow thing. So, again, you know, the Islanders went to the conference final the last two seasons, and yet in neither one of those seasons did they finish first or second or even third in the division they were playing in. So regular season, got to make the playoffs, but that's really what the regular season is for. 
we want to talk about the identity line. And uh, as we mentioned, Matt Martin starting the season on the injured reserve. And it looks like Ross Johnston is going to step up and be the replacement for the first few games for Matt Martin until Matty Martz is ready to return. And, you know, to me, Ross Johnston is a little bit underrated. Yes, he's limited. He is not going to be a 20-goal scorer in the NHL, even if he played 82 games. I don't even think he'd necessarily be a 10-goal scorer uh, this year with the Islanders. Uh, not a, you know, not not the best skater in the world, but willing. Uh, very physical, can check, can dig pucks out of the corners, great on the four check, and certainly ready, willing, and able to drop the gloves. But, you know, Ross Johnston, I think, is a, is, is a respectable fourth-line winger in this league. And the only reason he doesn't get more of an opportunity on the Islanders, realistically, is the depth that this team has. But to me, the issue is this. Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck, they are, together, the chemistry they have, the way they work together well, they are greater than the sum of their parts. And when you take one of the three out of the lineup, even if you replace them with a more skilled player or a different player or however you want to put it, uh, you lose that certain chemistry that elevates those three when they're together. So I, I do hesitate a little bit to say that, uh, you know, okay, Ross Johnston is coming in and everything is going to be the same. It's not. And that is not a, a slap against Ross Johnston. Uh, to me, like I said, I like Ross Johnston. I, I, I think he's good enough. To, uh, to be a player in this league and to contribute on the fourth line for the New York Islanders. But there will be something missing. And Matt Martin gives you a little bit more offense than Ross Johnston. Uh, he's a little bit faster afoot than Ross Johnston. And there's just a little difference in his game when push comes to shove. So it isn't ideal, but I think that you know over the short term... Ross Johnston is certainly good enough to get the job done. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, the Islanders do not lose all that much. But there will be adjustments. And, you know, we don't know exactly how long Matt Martin will be out. He has been skating. It's an ankle injury, according to the reports that I've read. But with a 13-game road trip to start the season... In my mind, that's when you need the identity line the most. And, you know, losing out on that chemistry, to me, is definitely going to be a little bit of an issue for this team as we look forward. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to see how the Islanders handle it. Uh, again, if, you, if it has to happen... Right at the beginning of the season is the time you want to deal with this kind of a situation. And hopefully, uh, Johnston plays well. 
the Sezikis and Clutterbuck make whatever adjustments they make. You know, part of the benefit of having all three of these guys be veterans is that they can adjust and do what they need to do. So it's it's going to set things up well, and uh, hopefully the results will be good. Michael Dal Cole, by the way, uh, cleared waivers, so the Islanders will be able to send him down to Bridgeport, and uh, that happened on Tuesday, so just wanted to update you on that. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We'll talk about some of the Islanders' recent struggles in Raleigh. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the final uh, roster as it is constructed, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more. All of that still to come on the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? It really is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and there's something for everyone. And when you hear the list of the nine permanent flavors, you'll know why. Cherry Barcia, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Orange, German Chocolate, and my personal favorite, Salted Caramel. I mean, that combination of sweet and salty, really, uh, I love it. And that's why it's my favorite. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, you could order a mixed box and they'll send you two of each of the nine flavors so you could figure out which ones you like the best. And you know, not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Right now, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we did get uh, an email, and I've sort of been saving this uh, till we got a little bit closer to the uh, start of the season because the Islanders open the season Tomorrow in Raleigh, Uh, this is from Ryan. He didn't say where he was from, but uh, he is going to the season opener. Here's the email. Hey, man, just started listening to your stuff recently and really like it so far. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, I'll be in attendance for our regular season opener in Raleigh and thought of a topic of discussion. Having been to a ton of Islander away games versus Carolina, They have always seemed to struggle against this team, whether it be regular season or the playoffs. Could you go into depth about our recent history versus Carolina, especially away games at the PNC Arena, and what could be different this year, hopefully with a win in Raleigh on Thursday? So Ryan, thank you for that uh, email, and thank you for listening. It's always uh, appreciated to hear kind words from you and and from our listeners and and always appreciate that you uh, have been listening. So I did a little research and yeah, the Islanders have struggled at times uh, in Raleigh. They lost both games uh, in 2020, 2019-2020 on the road before COVID hit and then everybody went into the bubble. But Overall, believe it or not, they do have a all-time uh, road record in in either Hartford or Raleigh of of 33, 39, and five. So it's not great, but it's not horrible. But they did lose both games 
in 2019-2020. And as you mentioned, there was the playoff sweep in 2018-2019 where they lost both, you know, they lost all four games of that series, but lost both road games, obviously, in Raleigh. And then during that regular season, they were 2-2 two and two on the road, 1-1 one and one the year before. So, you know, there is that issue that the team struggles in Raleigh a little bit. And it could be a matchup thing, the way the Canes have played. Uh, and, 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 you know, they always have to take that in consideration. But overall, to me, I think this team is going to be just fine. And the, the Islanders are a team that is well-built for the road. And that's because of the style of hockey they play. They do keep it simple. They are defense first. They, uh, you know, I, I think that they're, the way they play is almost better suited to the road where you just want to forecheck and cause turnovers and uh, play solid defense and wait on the opposition to make mistakes. So it's, it's well suited for them. Now look, Carolina, they are a good hockey team. And they are not the kind of team that's just going to roll over and die. And I think, you know, in part because they are a non-traditional uh, hockey market and, and, and they don't necessarily have as many fans as, let's say, you know, the Flyers or the Penguins or the Capitals, they, they, they tend to get overlooked. But they have a lot of talent. And we'll talk more about the talent uh, tomorrow when we give our more in-depth preview. But look, Sebastian Ajo, quality player on that first line. Uh, Jordan Stahl can still get the job done. They are strong on defense. Uh, and and again, the goaltending, Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta now going to be the, the one-two punch for Carolina in goal this year. And yeah, it, it, it it's a situation that they're not an easy team to beat. They will give the Islanders a little bit of a challenge. And, you know, the crowd in Carolina, I'll tell you, they can be loud. They are enthusiastic when they need to be. And it does make for a, a pretty good home ice advantage for the Carolina Hurricanes. But I think this Islander team can handle the situation. I think that they are able to play well and I think that emotionally, they will be ready to take on the Carolina Hurricane and, and, and give us a good, a good performance on opening night. And here's the thing that I think uh, you have to take into consideration. Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz, and we've talked about this on the show a number of times, they like having a veteran roster. And you look up and down this roster, these guys, with maybe one or two exceptions, this is an experienced team that is capable of handling any road situation, any, uh, any set of circumstances you put in front of them. I mean, Zdeno Chara, Zach Parise, uh, Kyle Palmieri, J.G. Pajot, Anders Lee. Brock Nelson, these are guys who have been through the wars. Josh Bailey. Uh, the only two relatively inexperienced guys on this roster, uh, 
the only two relatively inexperienced guys on this roster right now are Oliver Wallstrom and Noah Dobson. And everyone else is really a veteran. So I think this team will be fine, that they'll be able to handle the road trip better than maybe they have in the past, and that when they take to the ice uh, tomorrow night, that they will be ready and well-prepared, and that this is going to be the start, in my opinion, of a very special season for the New York Islanders, and I am looking forward to it. I really, really can't wait. Look for the four-check. Look for Zizekas, Ross Johnston, and Cal Clutterbuck to sort of set the tone for this team. And, you know, in a situation like this, I think Ross, the boss, might just be just what the doctor ordered as far as setting the tone uh, come game one. And I don't know whether or not Barry Trotz will start that fourth line or maybe he goes with the Pajot line to open the season. But either way, the Islanders will be ready. And uh, Ryan, I think they will handle the situation very well and have a strong performance in the season opener. And uh, for a full preview of the season opener, make sure you join us tomorrow uh, when we will preview that game and, and get you ready for all things Islanders. We'll also have some bold predictions for the upcoming season and uh, we'll be ready. This is great. I I am looking forward to it. We've got more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, a goalie who really had one outstanding season for the Islanders and another pretty good season as well. Uh, We'll talk about that and uh, a couple of other roster notes as well. So more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And once again, we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are uh, free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated website, an interface, and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON, one word, LOCKED ON, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we want to wish a very happy 51st birthday to make it a 52nd birthday. My bad. To former Islanders goalie Dwayne Rolison. His goal uh, birthday, by the way, was actually yesterday. And Rolison played his college hockey at UMass Lowell, was not drafted, broke into the NHL with the Calgary Flames back in 1996-97, then played for Buffalo, Minnesota, Edmonton, and then joined the Islanders during the 2009-2010 season 
spent the first part of 2010-2011 with the Isles, but he was the primary goalie in 2009-2010, ended up winning 23 games, losing 18, had uh, seven ties or overtime or shootout losses, uh, and a 3.00 goals against average, a 9.07 save percentage. The following year, a 2.64 goals against average and a 9.16 save percentage, but the Islanders weren't as good around him, and he was only 6-13-1 before being dealt to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's where he went on a tear uh, in the playoffs for the Bolts that year and uh, then finished his career with Tampa Bay the following season. And Roley was a, a good guy. Always enjoyed interviewing him. Uh, nice to talk to. A real veteran by the time he had joined the Islanders. And he was, you know, playing in front of a young team, but still managed to uh, get the job done for the New York Islanders. And, and we're going to go back and look at one of Dwayne Rolison's better games with the Isles, March 13th, 2010, at the Nassau Coliseum. The New Jersey Devils are in town. Jan Denis, who would, you know, who previously played for the Islanders, he was the Devils goalie in this one, and of course, Dwayne Rolison was in between the pipes for the New York Islanders, and it was the Devils getting on the board first. Mike Motto, his second from Rod Pelly and Dean McCammond, just 2.52 into this game, 1-0 New Jersey. But the Islanders even it up late in the period. Freddie Meyer, his third from Tim Jackman and Josh Bailey. Islanders and Devils tied at one after the first period. In the second period, the Islanders break ahead. John Sim, his 10th of the year from Richard Park and Jack Hillen at 11.59. Islanders are up 2-1. to one. And then with Ilya Kovalchuk off for high sticking, the power play gets going. Mark Streit, his 10th from Franz Nielsen at 12.49. After 40 minutes, it's 3-1 Islanders. The Devils, they were taking a lot of shots in this game, and they pulled to within one when Ilya Kovalchuk got his 36th. Dean McCammon, the assist, at 141 of the third. Islanders lead cut to 3-2. to And then the Devils got a power play opportunity with... Uh, Blake Como in the box, Sean Bergenheim, a shorthanded goal, his sixth, and the Islanders skate away with a 4-2 to win. Uh, excuse me, Dylan Reese was in the box for that penalty, and it was Bergenheim from Blake Como. So the Islanders beat the Devils in this one 4-2 to despite being outshot in this game. Uh... By a big margin, Islanders had 29 shots on goal. The Devils had 40. And Dwayne Rolison really standing on his head, making 38 saves to earn the win for the Islanders. No Islander had multiple points in this game. And Blake Como led all Islanders with five shots on goal. But all those saves, 38 saves, including... uh, Eight shots by now Islander Zach Parise and eight shots by Brian Ralston. Five for Patrick Eliash. So the Devils all over the place and no way the Islanders would have won this game if not for the strong play of Roley the goalie. And we wish uh, Dwayne Rolison all the best as uh, as basically... uh, you know, he celebrates another birthday. 
you know, interesting move by uh, by Lou Lamarello as far as the way he did things with uh, Corey Schneider and Kiefer Bellows. Uh, the deals that they signed were not officially filed with the league, even though they had been announced, and that allowed them to be uh, made official. Yeah, you know, basically with the uh, when the rosters had to be submitted, so now they pass through waivers and they can send those players back. Uh, or like Bellows, Kiefer Bellows, he could stay with the Islanders. I get the feeling that Schneider and Bellows will be on the Islanders. Bellows will be a depth forward. Schneider will be your backup goalie to start the season. And the other thing is this. Uh, the Islanders very, very tight against the salary cap as we start the season. But again, they'll be able to put Johnny Boychuk officially on long-term injured list. And that'll allow them an extra $6 million in cap space. And they can go up to $87.5 million, But that means they're only $6,645 under the cap ceiling as we head into the opening of this season. So it's going to be tight, and Lou Lambrello will have his hands full with that. But uh, in Lou we trust. I think that Lou will figure it out and help the Islanders do what they need to do. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we'll have a full preview of the season opener in Raleigh, so uh, definitely join us for that. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.